छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. Uh, we have uh, some guest stars tonight. We have... I'm Rice Hall. I have worked at Scarecrow Video, one of the world's largest film archives, for over 13 years. I teach film classes, and I'm kind of awesome. You kind of are. You kind of are. <laughs> this is true. And Jillian Venters of Gothic Charm School. And I am Jennifer Lovely, your host of Don't Read the Latin, which still feels kind of fancy saying. I know. <laughs> you are the host. And we have some lurking spirits who oh. may or may not make noise, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If there, there might be uh, some call-outs from the... Studio audience. Studio audience. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it'll be. Yes. So, um, what has... So, I was talking before we turned on recording that... Um, this is where we normally talk about everything that um, I've seen recently, and normally I've seen more. And um, I'm having a hard time right now uh, because of everything that's going on in politics right now is really all the horror content that I can handle right now. And so I'm watching things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Frankie and Grace, and or Grace and Frankie, I don't know. Um, anyway, Lily Tomlin, yes. Um, and because I have turned a couple of movies on and gotten about 10 minutes into things and tapped out. So, uh, what have you guys seen? <laughs> you, you indulged me in watching a movie sight unseen because, oh my God, the trailer was, was wonderful. It had everything I wanted except vampires. Jesus fucking Christ. I, <laughs> I'm really is, I will sorry. hold this up as proof of how much I love you. I know. It's a movie called Seven Witches. It was filmed here in Washington state and... The trailer is amazing. Go look for the trailer. The trailer is beautiful and atmospheric, and there's this creepy witch family in very worn-looking Victorian clothes, and there's a girl marrying into their family. Um, the trailer is amazing. The movie itself doesn't have much more plot than the trailer. Um, the family dynamic is really the dining scene in Your Next. Yeah. Or the entire fucking movie. It really is. Um, oh, man. Yeah. It, it, the family <laughs> dynamic was hard to watch, but all the scenes with the creepy witch family and the dark, brooding scenery of, of Washington State, those were awesome. What did crack me up is the, the, the clothing was fantastic. The, um, the atmosphere was fantastic, but they couldn't decide. They're like, we're on, we're, <laughs> we're on the water. It's an ocean. Are we in Maine? Or are we in, or in, in Washington State? Yeah. It took us a little bit to decide that. But right, yeah. as I as I said over <laughs> on my Tumblr that I the movie didn't have a lot of plot. It had about the same level of plot as the Neon Demon, which I hated. But because this movie is much more in line with my aesthetic, I am willing to overlook its large flaws. I can't remember <laughs> who who we were talking. Oh God, where we were like, I think it was. 
I, I have a, a second Sunday social and tea that I host once a month. Uh, and we were talking about how there's a lot of, um, a lot of everything that Jillian will overlook for aesthetic. I really will. <laughs> well, She's, she'll put yes. up a lot with a lot for pretty. I and know. I was like, that explains Phantom my dating life. That, but I was going to say Phantom of the Opera, but yes, your dating life is a whole <laughs> another story. Example of that. that Look, Phantom of the Opera is full of bombast and pretty. I, I am about to watch the film, the uh, the the bootlegged film of the stage production of Towns Der Vampire, the musical by Jim Steinman, where he reuses Total Eclipse of the Heart as part of the music for the opera, because I don't care. I've seen photos of the vampire cast, and I want that. It's going to all be in German. It's Jim Steinman music. I'm not going to make any of the rest of you watch it with me. I know. You're making that face. See how much I love you? I'm not going to make you watch that. Alrighty, then, Rias, what have you seen? (laughs) uh, Jim Steinman wrote the Sisters of Mercy song more and reused it in the hip-hop, in Carmen the Hip-Hopera. Oh, that's right, he did. (laughs) I forgot about that. So he has no pride. (laughs) Bless his little heart. I need to see if the Jim Steinman solo album is available on CD. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I, I'm... You're speechless. I... (laughs) Lists. Look at my list. list. Your list. You have lists. So, let's see. What have I been watching lately? I actually watched a vampire movie called Livid. Okay, I've heard about that. Or Livid, which takes place in a ballet school. It is really strange. It has references to (laughs) Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay. Like, a bunch of people come out in Halloween masks as they're crossing the street because it's Halloween night, and they sing the Silver Shamrock song. Of course. And that's all you see, and then they're gone, and you're like, Okay. Okay. So that's that. Um, I watched it on YouTube because it ha- does not have a U.S. release. So I watched it on YouTube where the subtitles are laughable. All right. Mm. But I do have a um, European disc of it where I work that I'm going to bring home and watch with better subtitles. I really liked it. It's very strange. Okay. It is sort of a ghost movie. It's sort of a vampire movie. I think I've seen gift sets of it. It's it's really beautiful. Yeah. It's got some beautiful stuff in it, and it was so strange and arty. So I looked to see what other things these directors have done, and it turns out they did that movie Inside. Oh. oh. And I was oh. like, oh, no. What I, happened to them? I actually, um, in a... <laughs> you didn't watch that while you were pregnant, did you? I tried to watch it while I was pregnant. Oh, that because, movie! Because I completely tried to do one of those, like, I will use this as a conversation piece, but it was one of those, like, throw my dick on the table of, like, I'm not, you know, I'm pregnant. I can still watch scary movies. Look at this. And then I got, like, couldn't. halfway through it, and I was like, fuck this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this Sometimes you thing. make poor choices. <laughs> I, I make, uh, yeah. Oh, and I saw a weird <laughs> inner city vampire movie this morning called The Transfiguration. Oh, wait, where it's the, the it's kid like who's not sure kid. who may or may not be a vampire, and he has his lists of how to hunt. And yeah. I haven't watched that oh, yet. Oh, oh, oh this is not, the one that's supposed to be kind of like a love song to Martin. It is. is, what it is that's what I was about to say. It's very much like Martin. Um, I liked it, but I didn't. don't consider it a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. It's not I've supposed heard... to be... Yeah, and maybe heard... I'm just super, like, tough. Maybe Jaded? that's it. Maybe it's supposed to be scary, and I'm just like... 
oh man, this poor 13 year old kid is having such a hard time being a successful vampire. I feel bad for him. <laughs> Try harder baby. next time, sweetheart. But I really liked it. I thought it was interesting. It was nice to see a vampire movie where the vampire wasn't played by a white guy. Yeah, and yeah, that would be nice. The kid, I don't know who the lead actor was, the like 14-year-old boy, but he was great, and I hope he gets to do other things, because he yeah. was really good in it. I know, um, in different, um, God, what the fuck was her name? Um, Micah, who was in uh, It Follows. Oh, yeah. And she was in one other horror movie, then got um, the, like, the young woman role in the new Independence Day. Right. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I want to see her get movies. I'm like, and, and I don't even care that's a big budget movie. And then yeah. I watched it and I was like, oh, Jesus, fuck, this isn't going to get you anything. Because yeah. I love Jeff Goldblum, like, so much. And I saw that in the theater and it was just I was like, no, fucking Jeff. horrible. It was just absolutely horrible. Your love of Jeff Goldblum takes you strange places. Yeah. But but, but, but it's like one of the things where you see these young actors and you're like, you want to see them get work and you're like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of young actors getting work and horror remake news, did you see the news that the man who directed The Witch is going to be doing a remake of Nosferatu? Hmm. And I, the girl who was the lead actress in The Witch, the young, the daughter, yes. she is in talks to be in it. We can have a Nosferatu-a-thon. We could. We'll I... start with the silent one. We'll go to the Herzog one. Then we'll go to the uh, um, um, Mark of the Vampire. Then Shadow of the Vampire, Shadow yes. of the Vampire, which I own, so we'll... Yes. Yeah. So I actually, um, I started putting together that um, 100 horror movies I haven't seen. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm running into a lot of, um, oh, I haven't seen that already because it looks like something that's completely not my bag and I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Right. Um, but actually, uh, I was going through some lists and I was pulling out a bunch of the silent, because especially because you were talking last episode uh-huh. about a lot of the silent horror and I realize I've never seen it. Oh, I've never, never seen, seen Nosferatu. Nosferatu. I've never seen Nosferatu. Nosferatu I've... is great and um, Murnau's Faust is mm-hmm. has some amazing stuff in it. Yeah. and So it... those are both worth seeing. If you want to watch the original Nosferatu, the one of the musicians that I adore, Jill Tracy, occasionally will do these live screenings at one of the mm. theaters down in San Francisco oh, where Jill that. Tracy and the Malcontent Orchestra of Shadows will do a live score. And at nice. one point, she recorded that as an album, and people who were backers of a lot of her stuff got the special coffin-shaped USB drive with the movie with Jill Tracy's score. Oh, so fantastic. if you want that, I'll loan it to you. Well, yes, Thank we should you. absolutely watch that. Yeah. I, I've seen Nosferatu a million times. Well, yeah. But you'll I'm still super watch it excited about it. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of them that um, are just important films that I've always wanted to see. I mean, there's stuff that I... I kind of don't care about seeing. I, I appreciate what Haxon did, but I don't ever really want to see it. Haxon, I've seen a ton of times. It's super long. Yeah. It's got great images in it that people should pull out and use for music videos. I've seen it on nightclub yeah. walls. Yeah. Yeah, it's great for but nightclub walls. But I've always walls, wanted but... to see Nosferatu. I've always wanted to see Vampire. I have Vampire. Um, and I've of also always wanted to see Gollum, which is kind of more important to me because it's oh, so such an important... Jewish story, so yeah, you know. yeah, you should yeah. see that. It's really good. It's, it's good. got a great old, great old wizardy guy in yeah. it. Yeah, so it's just there's it, the list is starting. I realize I own all three of the Vincent Price sets, box sets, but I haven't seen 
Oh, you'll have to watch them if for no other reason than to watch the lovely Vincent Price sitting there introducing the movies. Yes. And talking about them. Yes, yes. That's worth the price of the box set. Also, Fall of the House of Usher with Vincent Price and his bleach blonde hair and his amazing (laughs) red velvet frock coat. And I just... You came over the night I showed Dragonwick, didn't you? Yes. Yes. You had to make me be quiet because I kept exclaiming over the furniture and the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Dragonwick will do that. It's not my favorite gothic film, but it is. It is up there. It is up there because Vincent Price is amazing in it. Yes. Vincent Price. There's there's only a couple of actors that when they passed, I literally burst into tears wherever I was, and I literally remember exactly where I was when I found out that he passed. Did you get the reprint of the cookbook yet? Yes. Okay, good. All right, Actually, good. no, I did not get the reprint. I bought an old You bought copy. you found an old copy? copy of it, yeah. Wow. Also, yeah, so. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> um Oh, the one other thing I was going to ask you about when I was asking for recommendations, I kept seeing AM 1200 being um, listed as something that was absolutely fantastic and should be watched. Mm-hmm. How I'll bring you my copy. Okay. It shows was... the Lovecraft Festival. I don't think it's been officially released. I bought it from the director. Okay. I have a copy. Scarecrow Video has a copy. It shocked me because, like, I saw there was, like, four people on my friends list were like, oh, my God, you need to see this. And and it's only, like, 45 minutes long, and it's so good. It's so scary. I I will say that if someone tells you you should watch an indie horror film film that was filmed here in Washington State called The Resurrectionist, run, run the other way. And I only say this because... Hey, I am in that film. Rias is the only shining part of that movie. I know a lot of people who are involved in the production, and they're lovely people. And people yes. still talk about it lovingly. That's know. nice. <laughs> Anyhow, there are, there are things I like about the Resurrectionist. I know too many I, behind-the-scenes stories. I am some of those behind-the-scenes <laughs> stories. Yes. <laughs> Yours are the I ones that are missing. I think it's got some really <laughs> nice looking stuff in it. Yes. I feel like it's uh, the story's hard to follow. Yeah. I feel like if they had made it, a, I feel like there's some things they could have clarified that would have made it much more interesting. Well. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are not wrong. So, um, is there anything <laughs> else that, um, oh, Oh, the other one that I that I watched, I watched From a House on Willow Street, which I kept seeing oh, advertisements yeah. for. Is that good? <sighs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I felt like a minion. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> um, it it I will say it was interesting. Uh, at a different time, uh, where when I was watching like a bazillion horror movies, I might have just watched it and went like, eh, you know. And the thing is, it's um, God, what was the there's a sleep paralysis one that just came out that, oh. that I ended up seeing, and I was like, you know, it was it was a perfectly moderately competent horror movie. Um, I think it's called Dead Awake or something. I can't remember, but it has the woman from um, uh, House of the Devil in it is, mm. the, is the main character, and I watched it and I, and I recognize I'm like, this isn't a fa- it isn't a fantastic horror movie. But I enjoyed it. You know, I loved The right. Nightmare, which was the documentary that was done on sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I've had sleep paralysis nightmares, so... I've had that. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not good. It's not good. No. no. Um, it's weird, because you're awake, but you're... it. Yeah, because there's that 
those few minutes when you're awake but you're not able to move and you're like Am I even in my body? Yeah. What is going on down yeah. there? And I never had... And it's uh, terrifying. I never had, like, a foreign presence, but I had <laughs> known I had known presence to me. I had, like, the boyfriend that I was living with um, repeatedly uh, having his back to me and turning towards me, and his mm. face was, um, like, mutilated and, and, and like, where, where you play with, like, Photoshop and you make right. things kind right. of go... Stretched maybe, all over the place. Maybe and you watch kept... too many horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> Can we really say that at this point in my life? No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Oh, but anyhow, um, so that movie was, you know, it wasn't fantastic. And I thought, I'm like, that was a perfectly passable way to spend my afternoon. This one, I watched it and it, the, the premise is interesting. It's a little, um, uh, the recent movie that was the break-in movie, uh, Don't Breathe. Right. Um, it, I have not seen Don't Breathe. It's, it's perfectly Are you going to say perfectly acceptable for what it is? It's good for what it is. I mean, it's scary. It has yeah. it has a pretty decent twist in it. Uh, I didn't enjoy it enough to be to wildly recommend it, but right. it, but it was well done. And uh, it's uh, isn't it Fede Alvarez who did the uh, new um, Evil Dead movie? I believe it's I the same thing. So. Or am I mistaken? Anyhow, it doesn't matter. I liked the Evil Dead remake. I did not. Okay. Um, I I did not. It was a completely different direction for it, and I really appreciated all the effects in it. Uh, I appreciated Blood Geysers. Yeah. Well, Um, I always appreciate a good Blood Geyser. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Sploosh. Guar. Um, Yes. Well, they do appreciate it. We can go to a Guar concert for Blood Geysers. Geysers. My issue with uh, the new Evil Dead was I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't either. When that woman was possessed or whatever or hallucinating, we don't know. You're like, it's no great loss, just leave. Yeah, I was like, just leave her there. Well, that's too bad for her. I think for me, I liked all the effects and I liked being vaguely annoyed and angry at the characters, which is not usually my thing. But like when, when which the, is amazingly how I felt at Seven Witches, I know, where I was like, I know. But when the one guy goes and starts, you know, finds the book bound in some sort of strange skin and his padlock shut and opens it and starts reading from it because don't read the Latin. Yeah. That was the point where I was like, you are all idiots, and I am going to enjoy you watching your get com- your comeuppance. Wait, I have to grab my popcorn. Yeah, pretty much. Never read aloud from a book that has a face on it. As part of the binding, good advice. Oh, okay, not printed on it. Okay, yeah, not printed (laughs) on it. I'm good. Like a book that is made out of a human face. Don't read that out loud. So you might not even want to read it quietly. Yeah, Willow Street. Um, it was an interesting story. It had uh, Sharni Vincent, who was the fucking badass in Your Next, right? Uh, and I feel like I should know the other woman's name that was in it, and it's just escaping me at this point. Uh, it is, it is home invasion slash kidnapping gone wrong, which isn't spoiling anything because the entire trailer sets that premise up, but there's some life, uh, you know, hardships and, and they bring up these horrible aspects from their life where, you know, of course they're, they're drowning in their sorrows because they had this loss and this person lost this person. And I just, I just didn't care. The wrap up didn't feel worth it. Um, did you see Monster, which was the one where the, the alcoholic woman is basically taking her daughter 
uh, driving her to her father's house with the idea of probably not bringing her home. It came out last year. No. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. It's another, you know, um, kind of uh, shit goes wrong. Um, and it's just a couple people. In, in Monster, it's just a mom and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, something hits their car as they're driving and they're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but anyway, it's where there's a monster in essence. And, and it's all about believing their fight for their survival and caring about them as characters. Um, and none of the characters, just none of them matter. And, yeah. and I didn't care about the, the former losses in their life because it just wasn't done well enough and nothing felt sharp enough or well done enough where I just cared. In that sort of genre, I always... To me, the the top of that genre is always going to be Cujo by Stephen King. Right. That is, yes. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely fantastic. And yeah, because, I mean, you care about that. And, yeah. And, yeah, and it's just, and it's well done, and it's terrifying. Like, you, you're you're experiencing that fear with them, and that's yes. what's fantastic about it. Yes. Um, and you're not like, well, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can push that one over as you're running running, you know, in front of them because who fucking cares about that character? You know, it's just like, you don't want to not care about anybody. Right. So, um, is there anything else that you've seen recently? Not really. Yeah. I'm rewatching a lot of Hannibal. That's making me feel better about everything right now. So, I'm not really, you know, I I know that there are uh, podcasts down in LA that are more involved in the film industry. Um, more have their finger on the pulse of what is going on. But uh, I do have to mention, just because I've read something on it, uh, they are in talks for revisiting Hannibal, the series, and and Mm -hmm. bringing back potentially another season. Please, please, please. I don't know how they'll start up after the ending of season three, but hey. It was a perfect ending. I do. (laughs) I mean, I I have ideas, and I could completely see I've read fiction after that. (laughs) I'm sure you have. (laughs) Hello, I am our tragic friend and presence. How are you? Well, there's that. And then also, um, I just, I love the idea of letting a couple of years pass and what the hell's happening now. I mean, that's one of my biggest grievances with um, the TV show Carnival, which I absolutely loved. I loved that show. And then it just, that's it. Same thing with Deadwood. Yes. And so the thing is with Carnival is it was supposed to be two years and then they were going to have a gap in time, two, two years gap in time, two years. And so there was a little part of me that hoped, hoped and prayed, like after a couple of years, they'd get their shit together and return back to it. But that's just not to be. I keep thinking I should rewatch Carnival because there were parts of it I loved. Mm -hmm. And then there was that one episode that terrified me. Yeah. I mean, the trailer for, you know, coming next week terrified me to not sleeping. So I don't know if I should rewatch it. It's if you do ever want to watch Carnival, it just literally went to I think Netflix streaming or Hulu. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. one, one of the the you know primary right. streaming right. mediums you can you can watch it. Uh, so since we don't have anything else that um, that all of us have recently seen, uh, we have a theme for this episode, and this theme is uh, movies with goth characters who might veer a little bit out of horror. Um. Just with things that, you know, our favorites are a good representation. Mm-hmm. And then also we're going to throw out there, you know, movies that just appeal to the goth aesthetic and that are favorites. And when I put my list together on Letterboxd, I'm like, movies that this goth loves. All right. And, and, you know, I don't. And my list may be slightly different because I am willing to overlook a lot and 
for aesthetic. <laughs> yes. Thank you for giving me too. the DVD of Gothic. Oh, Jesus. Thank take you that again. the hell away from me. <laughs> take it the hell away. All right. So I think first we're going to hit the uh, movies with goth characters. I and... have notes. <laughs> um, I yeah. think. Okay, go ahead. No, please. I think that one of the things with movies with goth characters are that there's a lot of movies with goths in them. Because everybody wants a scene in a goth club. Not a real goth club, mind you, but a movie goth club. Um, I think that the most obvious and, to me, hilarious one of those is in Blade. Yeah. Which is a movie that I love with all of my heart. I completely hold that up as a movie this goth loves. I absolutely love it. But it cracks me up because they have those sprinklers in 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 the vampire club. That turn on and blood comes out of them. Yes. This would be the equivalent of, like, if you were in a normal bar and they had a beer sprinkler. That would not be something you were looking forward to. Oh, yes. the beer that sprinkler's coming on. Once. <laughs> Maybe it was a special night, right? <laughs> and see, I just, when we talk about Blade. Like New Year's Eve. Let's have out the blood, the blood sprinklers. When we talk on. about Blade, I then immediately go to Blade 2. And then I think of that shot where you have the the fearless vampires who are the crack hunting team, and they cast everyone to look exactly like the Tim Bradstreet illustration out of one of the Vampire the Masquerade well, books. Well, of course they And did. I just lose it. I cracked up laughing in the theater. I, completely going a, a, yet the same, yet a different direction, I have purposely watched Blade Three twice for only the vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot about the Vampire Pomeranian. I haven't seen Blade 3. Oh, my God. It, it is, is the, not good. It's okay. not good. It's, okay. it's really only worth it. And then I was like, what about that Vampire Pomeranian? I'll watch it one more time. I bet that is a that is a scene you can find on YouTube. <laughs> yes. That is what YouTube... Do I need to post on Tumblr for that one, too? <laughs> oh, we'll find it. We will find it. So we have put out the request because I am looking for... I, I tried yet again to watch fucking Lords of Salem, which I Bad don't... Idea. I don't... I don't like, but I love the witches and I want a short film that is literally just the witches. So I have put that request out on Tumblr that either someone points us at it or makes it for me because I can occasionally request things like that. So I'm just saying out there to the rest of the world that isn't on Jillian's Tumblr that if you can either <laughs> Wait, find this or make this for me. Is that even possible? That, does that, that doesn't. That doesn't exist. I will have my cult one day. <laughs> And I will keep it organized. My cult will buy me flu bugs. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's really funny because I think about, I think about like the, the goth light stuff that I've already introduced Tekla to. Right. Um, Beetlejuice with Lydia. Adam's and, family. And Adam's family. She's seen all of the original um, TV show, but I can't get her. She saw a part of the movies and got really upset with the Shakespearean oh, scene with the blood, and that right. was gross, and she didn't like that. Right, okay. But she's seen all of the original show. Right. Um, One, going back to Rice's comment about the, you know, the, the everyone wants to have a scene set in a goth nightclub, which to me brings up the quintessential, if you're a goth woman of a certain age, you imprinted on the opening of this movie, and you imprinted hard, The Hunger. The hunger. Because Peter Murphy <laughs> in a cage, David Bowie as a vampire. I... I only watch you, the opening section. You hit a point where you're like, I am completely willing to like be Anne Magnuson in that movie because yes, 
Yes. yes. Yeah. That is the only important part of that movie. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty I, much to me, that movie ends. See, I have friends who love the rest of that movie. Not and me. their <laughs> their theory as to why I don't care about the rest of the movie is that I'm a very heterosexual woman. Well, I'm not. I, see, I still, like, it's not good enough. <laughs> I know. I know. I, Yeah. But for those opening, like, 12 minutes... It's fucking fantastic. It is the best of everything that's good in the world. Every now and then some of the kids on Tumblr will go watch it and then come back and be like, Auntie Jilly, we understand now. Part part of my complaint with looking... I I had two grievances when trying to do additional research with, with this episode. One was anytime I searched goth movies or goth characters in movies, I got every gothic movie that's ever existed ever and having to weed yeah! through that, oh, which sorry. I'm all about. I mean, and I, I think, have we done that? I can't remember if I've done that as an episode. I, if I haven't, I've meant to. Um, and then the other complaint that I had is the same complaint that I had with searching um, a vampire. What was it? Was it no, witches? No, the, the the witches where it's like all of a sudden it was like every time to have an excuse, a sapphic kind of yes. sex scene. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. And, and my biggest grievance with every time you have a goth woman, it's... it's Sexy death chick. Se- sexy death chick. I mean, you have... Um, what was the one that really... The craft? Well, Look, I, mean, I have a strange fondness for that movie. I have a strange fondness for it, too, but sexy death chick. Oh, I know. <laughs> See, and I, I did not like the craft. God damn it. I'm trying to remember. I think it might be, it's not the faculty. The faculty does have a, a young goth character, but there is one movie where she has a college roommate that is the hot goth chick. Who, oh. Oh, it's my Urban Legend. Yeah. Because uh, she's like, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Because she kept having sex in their room and so she put on her headphones and it's just like, it is an excuse to have like, and it's just, it's, it's, it's that idea of this hyper-sexualized young goth woman. Right. That is, that's existence seems to be meant for some other person, for the, for a male gaze. And for tourists. For the tourists. tourists Yeah. For you to have a hot night with the goth chick. And, and. It it, plays into that thing where the, where goth chicks are somebody's fetish. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it, and it pisses me off because yeah. number one, it doesn't let us as goth women age. Exactly. Because well, what's the point when you're not the hot goth chick anymore? Right. What? And now what are you? Exactly. Well, now you're just you know another chick in black, you know, and it fucking pisses me off. And I will hex you. <laughs> <laughs> I will punch you in your throat because I'm short. That's as high <laughs> as I can reach. Yes. <laughs> Or, or, you know, elsewhere. But but it, it pisses me off that there are so many of these movies where that's, you know, it's the deranged hot goth chick. The other thing I realized when I was staring at my wall of media and looking at some stuff online is that a lot of goth characters are used as kind of shorthand window dressing. Yeah. So, right. like, in so, uh, in American Psycho, actually, yeah. the the two, the, the lead actresses her her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend are old school bat cavers because of the right. era that it's set in yeah um in jennifer's body there's a trio of goth kids because jennifer's like second victim is this little goth emo boy yeah that that his friends 
become all over dramatic at his funeral until his mother shuts them down with her anger and her grief, which yeah, is right. one of the scenes I love. And then you've got you've got ginger snaps where you can almost you can argue that the sisters are goth. They have a very morbid sense of humor, but in a way they're almost just alternative outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is boy isn't that the they're gateway. weirdos, but I'm not sure there are weirdos. You're uh, you're probably right. I mean, they're they're a flavor of our weirdos. Oh, if yeah, I saw absolutely. them out and about, I'd be like, oh, precious baby bats, look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I know. I'm running outside of. Well, I mean, Heather's is is pretty much in right, skirting the edge of horror. But, I mean, then you have things that are comedy, like um, the, uh, but I'm a cheerleader that has the. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember a goth in that. It's one of the girls, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it once, so I am allowed at a. a uh... No, you must have an encyclopedic <laughs> memory for this thing. <laughs> we oh. count on you for this sort of thing. No! <laughs> I'm feeling no! pressured! Um, and then also one of the things that kind of pisses me off is it's also seemed to be very transitory. Yes. You know, um, Breakfast Club, you know, oh, look at the goth chick until we make her pretty. Goth as a face. Oh, yeah, we just need to give her a normal makeover and then she'll be just fine. Just like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, the goth as makeover. One of us, one of us. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, one of the, uh, the, what I wanted, I just didn't want to go too no, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, All right, then. Uh, but we do, we have the uh, um, the Anne Rice representation. <laughs> you can't see, you can't hear my grin across the, the it's, podcast. It's but ghoulish. <laughs> threat level Anne Rice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, somewhere, and I've reblogged it on Tumblr multiple times. There is a great photo of Anne Rice on the uh, Memnock the Devil book tour, where she is wearing this amazing black sequined bat-winged poncho and this gold and black beaded like Egyptian headdress <laughs> gesturing to the heavens and there's a can of tab in front of her on the desk and that sums it up it's like my favorite photo of her ever I just yeah I reblog it every time it comes across my dash <laughs> on tumblr because it is just it sums it all up for me and I say this as an unrepentant Anne Rice fangirl even after Prince Lestat and the realms of Atlantis Burbs. Space burbs. Space burbs want you to suffer. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask her. It's just it be you didn't have to read it. It's a No, I, I have no intention of reading don't, it. The, don't. the look of, of sadness with the with the hand on your head, it really wanted my my, my Shay not to be downstairs. I wanted to <laughs> deliver it to you so that you could recline looking sad over the horrible fucking things we say. That's okay. I I have one at home that I can recline on. So, talking about goths in movies, can we talk about a movie that's in production? Sure. Absolutely. Please. One of the things I wanted to talk about was a movie that is in production. Well, this is a tiny indie movie. Okay. That I just went down for filming for. Oh, yes! So there's an indie movie called My Summer as a Goth that just wrapped filming in Portland. Uh, they had a Kickstarter campaign a couple of years ago. They brought me in as a consultant. And it's about a very normal girl, teenage girl, who's gone through some emotional upheaval. She goes to stay with her grandparents for the summer. And she meets a bunch of goth kids and gets all swoony about one of them. 
And there's a whole bunch of other plot development. And the I cannot answer the question of whether or not she stays, if this becomes who she is, or if it's just a phase she's trying on, because I don't want to blow plot things. But there are some... It covers the gamut of, of goth kids, actually, because there are some very kind of emotionally manipulative, not nice people. But then there are also some absolute sweetheart goth characters that yeah. I just want to pick up and squoosh to bits because they're adorable. And they got a Portland band to to play when they were doing the club scenes. Uh, they got some clothing for some of the big fancy goth scenes from the wonderful clothing designer Cambriel, who is, you know, perhaps part of our studio audience right now. So but we're not saying. But we're not but saying. We're not going to say. She may or may not be here. Um, but it's, it was one of the movies where when they first contacted me and said, we're, we'd like to bring you in as a consultant. And when I talked to them and got to see the script, I was like, oh, you actually get it. You're not doing this as a teen exploitation sort of thing. You actually have roots in this subculture somewhere. You may have moved away from it, but you understand. You get it. So I'm really excited for them to to finish production and post-production and put it out. I feel that goth is used as a prop in a lot of films, and it's used as an object lesson. You don't want to be like the weird kids over there. Yeah. Being and weird is fine. You can totally be weird. You it's totally good. want to be like the weird kids. They're the best. Yes. I think we make happier adults. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just, I would certainly I'm say just that. Saying. <laughs> but you're right. Goth does get used as a prop in an object lesson yeah. frequently. Right. I right. mean, look again, look at the craft. The one goth character is shown to be the scary one who goes insane. Yeah. She has a fabulous wardrobe. She levitates across the floor in her pointy witch boots. I'm totally here for that. But she is the one who goes insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, and I know that you said you wanted to mention another one that was either coming out or in, no, not yet. Oh, no, you were just, you were just I also... was just uh, talking about her. Oh, well, there we go. Um, there's a couple of movies that I, I feel like have, they're, they're kind of on the edge of, you know, movies that just goths love, but... Hellraiser has always given me... That was on my list. A very strong... She just... She hits all the buttons for me. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, that that dark interest, the, you know... Yeah. And also, if and, you want to... And then also, like, the sexuality of it. Because it's like, I don't think goth has to be sexualized, but my... You know, I think goth is sexy. And so there's, yeah. there's parts of it that... And... Clive, bless his cotton socks, um, very strongly <laughs> came from the part of the goth subculture that intersected that, with the fetish subculture. Yeah. yeah. And that is its own thing. It yes. Does, it exists. It's not all of it. Right. It's not all of it. There are definitely branches that go out and don't intersect, but there is still that very strong crossover between... I mean, you can always tell when goth clubs are possibly struggling to get the numbers in because they will start, start throwing, having, fetish having a fetish night, and then you get to have the, the fun conversations of trying to figure out who is there for the kink stuff, who is there uh-huh. because they really like wearing PVC. And who is there because they just wanted somewhere where they could hear that music outside of their bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and another movie that isn't in horror at all, but uh, I think when you talk about, you know, there's all of these different circles of where goth exists. You know, there's the people who just really like the more elaborate clothing. There's right. people who are very much into the literature. There's, 
Um, people that are there just for the music. They're here just for the music. People that just like to wear black. Um, you see a lot of people that go in through the fetish scene. Yep. And then you have all of us who came through uh, via the Stevie Nicks route. Um, and then or you the get tragic movies. live action role playing route. Or the tragic. Uh, but or both. Pre- or both. Yeah. But I was going to bring up uh, Gypsy 83, which I actually just saw for the first time. Oh, really? Recently. Yeah. I love that movie, and our, our possible studio audience maybe just watched it today at my Aww. house while, while I was yelling <laughs> at my content tools. I, so I have not seen it that movie for years, movie. but I really loved it. I own the DVD. I love it to bits, and my, my house guest just watching yes. it today made me immediately go look for the soundtrack, and I'm like, do I want to pay $50 for an out-of-print CD? I think I have most of this music in my collection already. I don't need it all combined yeah. on one CD. Okay. The, the thing I really liked the most about it is while the young man is very young, she's she's young, but she's a young adult. Yes. Yeah. You know, she is... She's... I just liked that they cast someone as a goth role, who, as a female goth who was not six feet tall and 85 pounds. pounds. Yes. Yeah. Because that there's a lot of... Felt... Yeah. Because that... Yeah. I think possibly, thanks to things like Propaganda Magazine, that is the go-to look for goths. And as a goth who has never been willowy... Yeah. Again, Uh, I get a lot of messages through my Tumblr, through the Gothic Charm School mailbox, stuff like that, where there are kids who ask me, you know, can I be a goth even though I'm not a thin, pretty girl? And yeah. it, I, I tell them yes every yes. time, but it breaks my heart to get these messages. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same ones who are like, well, you know, I mean, if you can't do whiteface, and like, if I'm you don't sorry. look like these perfect Instagram goth models, yeah. which yeah. I they're, get really sorry. They're, Even the perfect goth. Instagram goth models don't look like that. Which is why, again, I occasionally post photos to my Instagram and my Tumblr of this is what I look like with no makeup when I have been running my hands through my hair and I'm yelling at my content tools yeah. at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Because I want, I want those kids to understand. Nobody looks like that twenty four seven. Nobody has this no. perfect airbrushed goth life. Oh, I know, Ryan. You are who <laughs> we do. all aspire to be. I totally do. This is who we aspire to be. But These no, eyebrows I... aren't just drawn on; they're carved in. <laughs> I admire I your commitment. Darken them with sin. <laughs> I admire your commitment to sparkle motion. Let me rub some of my glitter on you. but yeah i yeah i I, I do want to mention i mean i um completely out of horror and even out of movies i originally watched um ncis simply because i'd heard that there had been a goth character Uh in it um i ended up stopping watching it after a couple of years one of the things i really liked is she was an absolutely well-respected member of the team she's very smart very 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 talented she does her job very well Well, she's a scientist she's she's respected my only complaint is um they created this character as a great character they never let her age or grow and then slowly as you know the season hits you know seven eight nine and it's still ongoing years now i mean she's still she, her her look is exactly the same exactly yeah, the her same. look has she's changed. never been allowed to evolve and then like the things that made her so wonderfully her just kept diminishing to where she was literally this barbie doll she was a caricature caricature yeah. doing you know look science. at me in my stompy right. boots now you're and used my, to her and that you yeah. get nothing new. Yes, because yeah. we can't let her age or evolve or anything. Right. right. Yeah. And Polly Pret's a couple years older than me. I mean, she's, pro- I think, 
approaching 50 mm-hmm. and still has to give this representation of being a 23-year-old yeah. goth chick. Yeah, which is really frustrating. Yeah. But I'm sure it's frustrating for her as well. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but yeah. I don't know if you have any other... Um, you know, I mean, a lot of the movies that I think um, I was bringing up for goth, I was going to bring up for goth characters, really kind of fit into goth aesthetic that I still love. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got Bride of Chucky on here. So, so do I. Underworld. <laughs> Underworld. 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 But I was going to throw oh. those more in with movies that goth loves because yeah. oh my god, they fit the goth aesthetic. Okay, let's just go whole hog into just talk about a, go, movies that fit the goth aesthetic. Oh, I want to talk about shitty fucking movies that fit the goth aesthetic. I right. fucking love the cell. It's, oh god, oh my it's god. so pretty. I own the cell. So do so I. I. I saw it in the theater when it first came out, and it's so beautiful. Oh my god, when they cut that horse into little pieces. Oh, oh that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Her lipstick. Her lipstick in that one scene where she's been brainwashed. Yes. After oh, that scene when she's walking along the sand dune? Oh yes. my god. Yeah. Yes. Preston the... Singh's movies are just fucking incredible. They're always beautiful. And, and in a better version of his movies, you have The Fall. Yes. Which is, I mean, Ugh. everything in that is 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 lush Exquisite. and over the top and gothic. And... I love recommending that to people who are just like, I want a movie that's really pretty. I send them home with that and they come back and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's just, yeah. also, you know, a young Lee Pace. So, hey, we're, hello. Yeah, we're right there. <laughs> Sometimes we're really shallow. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, one movie that uh, I was going to mention in uh, Goth Characters, and I'm not sure how much it fits in there now thinking upon it, so I'm glad I'm bringing it up now, is Return to Oz. Oh, because oh. hello, goth aesthetic. I know. I know. It's so it's I mean, Faruza Balk, very young, in Victorian insane asylum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was. Tekla was really, really into the original Wizard of Oz, and I was like, oh, I remember there was a sequel that came out when I was little. And then I didn't remember how amazingly fucked up it was. And so it was at a point in time when I was still pre-screening things oh, before right. showing her. And Thank I was goodness. like, oh my god, no. Not yeah. yet. Not only can I not show her this, but I don't think I'm emotionally ready right. to watch this. Because they fucking gaslight her. Yeah. And yeah, they, they and do. Then yeah. They, and then they leave her in an insane asylum. And I'm like, I can't emotionally no. I think I, I couldn't even that. watch the, the Anne with an E, the Green, Anne of Green Oh, I didn't. Thing. I heard that was horrible. So I, I watched watch it. Oh, I've no. never seen any Anne well, of Green Gables. Everybody is bitching about it not being like the and I I've I never was, seen in any Anne of Green Gables or read the book okay so I cannot so complain I read, that it does not live up to my expectations okay so I read the first couple of books it, you did or didn't watch it you did not I watched the first two episodes and it was so upsetting I yes. could not okay. watch it anymore so anybody who sits there and tells you that um that it's like not the books and da 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 like, if you read between the fucking lines, when she is talking about how the first couple of people that take her in, it is as fucking bad as whatever that shows. I haven't watched it yet, and I, I, I might completely say I'm well, wrong later, but, like, she talks about how she is, what the expectations of her of living in their house. Right, is and it is miserable. abusive, and it is miserable. I understand that, but they did a thing that, where... She goes to the family and they adopt her and the woman is missing a brooch and they send her back to the orphanage to be adopted out to another family. Ooh. Yeah. And then the next episode is them deciding, oh no, we made a mistake. Look, the brooch has fallen under a chair. And they go to save her. But I felt like that was just incredibly... If you're willing to throw a child away... Yeah. 
And that's the complaint yeah, I've seen get it about that okay. show. So well, then I'm That wrong. was what upset me about it. I was like, about. I can understand that she's got the post-traumatic stress from being with horrible families. Fine, I'm, I'm okay with that. But then when the good family threw her out, I was yeah. like, uh-uh. No. Nope. We're done with you people. I'm done with this show. <laughs> so, talking about a borderline... Okay, some of you think it's a terrible movie, but I have a horrible... Fond- <laughs> I have a fondness for it. Um, that goth love, of course, is... Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, which yes. has really not a whole lot to do with the actual novel. But, but boy, howdy, it's beautiful. It's it so is. pretty. I just got the costume book for it. Oh, gift, and I'm like, oh. yes, so pretty. And yeah. when you showed it one night at horror movie night for your birthday, for my birthday, <laughs> and that was another instance where you're like, I it's love you. It's so long. It's so long. I love it's you. I'm doing this for so you. Really long. It just. Keeps going and going and it's going so and going. Pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. Yeah, there's so much. I know it's so pretty, and it's not that bad. It is. A lot of people say it's horrible. It's not that it's bad. Not horrible. It's just boy, it's long. I would I would have liked there's... them to have restrained <laughs> Sir Anthony from chewing on the scenery quite as much, and I would have really liked them to have gotten a good dialogue coach for Keanu, or just anything for Keanu. Is that yeah. true? He does walk around the entire movie with that kind of stunned expression. Yeah. Well, he's... That I, works I'm for get... him very well in The Matrix, but yeah. sometimes he doesn't get to play a character whose biggest line is, wow. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Dangerous Liaisons. I'm like, why oh. are you in this movie, Keanu? Yeah. yeah. You're a dear boy, but the, no. The only movies <laughs> that you should watch with Keanu... Well, I'm, Matrix is pretty. And a pretty goth aesthetic. Yes. Is, um... Uh... Uh... On the river's edge. River's Edge. River's Edge. River's right. Edge oh, is he's fucking good amazing. And I will say that his performance in Neon Demon is probably the best ten minutes yeah. in the film. Creepy as hell. Yeah. Like it was an unsettling. Wow, Keanu Reeves, look at you playing a really creepy skeezy Have dude. Have you guys seen Knock Knock? No. I don't want to see Knock Knock. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It, I've seen it's... the movie. It's a remake of the it... original version, and it is terrible. Oh, okay. But I like Knock Knock. Okay. Like he's kind of a jerk, and these women come into his house. And oh, I just saw the trailer for yeah. that. They're going to tell his wife, and he's yeah. like, don't tell my wife, and then they destroy his entire life. Right. So... Now my bag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, you don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just saw the trailer for that in front of John Wick 2. Which I've not seen any John Wicks. The opening of the first John Wick movie, I have to nope out of. I can't watch part of it. Yeah. Don't they kill his dog? I couldn't watch yes. that. Which and they, that's why I can't watch it. They handle it really well. They do, but it's still... It's still... That's where I walked I, out of the I room. enjoyed the movie. And I love the uh, I love the atmosphere. I love I love the world building that they use in the two movies. Yes. Okay. The second movie is just not as good as the first one. But there's an amazing gothic candlelit blood red bathroom. Yes, that is like is. my new <laughs> goal for what I want in a house. Oh, I always forget Pete. Yeah. Which is how you... How I see these movies. movies, Yeah. Yeah. It's why I saw The Kingsman in the theater. Speaking of a gothic gothic aesthetic, um, Crimson Peak. My movie. I know. It's so funny because it keeps everyone. Somebody uh, somebody shared the the grand entry of of the Crimson Peak Of Allerdale Hall. Yeah. and, And they're like, what is this? Is this this? Is this Harry Potter? I'm like, that's fucking Crimson Peak. And would you live there? Yes, I would. I don't care that there's a hole in the ceiling <laughs> and snow and leaves constantly fall in. I, don't, Where I want are those that leaves house. from? There are no trees. It is <laughs> the ghosts brought I them. think that those are dead moths. Um, it could be. Actually, 
Let me think, because I've read the novelization multiple times, and this explains this. And you're right, they are dead moths. You. Well, that's suddenly less cool. <laughs> Victory for me. No, it's more cool. <laughs> now I need to go home and reread the novelization. Um, uh, kind of in that same beautiful, dreamy vein, uh, City of Lost Children. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, also... What was his other movie about the about the cannibals that lived in the apartment building? Delicatessen. 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 Yeah. Very, very aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Yeah. It's um, a comedy. It's lovely. Going it back to Guillermo del Toro, we've got Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. We've got Kronos. Oh, God, I, I did not have Kronos on my list, and I completely should have. <gasps> I have The Woman in Black. <gasps> the Which one? I like both of them. I, I like, like the BBC's version of it, and I like... Um, uh, the new one. I liked Rutherford. the new one except for the last three minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when, I want to just stop. It's the same but, thing with Boxing Hall. I, I want to stop actually, it right before they tell us it's a dream. But just honest, let him be horrible. And, but yeah. honestly, I, I like the ending more of of the new version of Woman in Black than I do of the the, the TV version that was done with BBC. Because I haven't seen the BBC version. It's not oh. very faithful to the stage play. It might be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how the stage okay. play goes. Off mic, I will explain the ending. Right. That okay. Way. No spoilers. Yeah. At least not for this. When we saw the Woman in Black, the remake in the theater, when there's the scene of the room with all of the creepy <laughs> clockwork <laughs> oh, dolls wind and up, things, wind up toys. As soon as the terrifying looking rabbit comes out of the giant paper mache cabbage both you know my big brother jeff from fanboy news network and my husband pete just both turned to me on either side and said no and i'm like but i want it you don't that's what understand. i was when they had those taxidermied monkeys that were like see no evil hear no evil speak no evil that was like one of the nicest pieces of taxidermy i have ever seen and when i came home from the movie and my boyfriend was like well how was the movie i was like you should have seen the taxidermy. And he's like, no. 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 Yeah. So we take really. away different things from the movies. So. Yes. Yeah. I really liked it. I, yeah. Um, not quite a horror movie, but Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, Well, absolutely. let's just go with Tim Burton. Let's just say Tim Burton. Well, See, no. I'm really sad, though, because... No. Not okay. all of Tim Burton's movies are goth, but his aesthetic... Shaped a lot of us. No. Oh, because I really wanted to watch Sleepy Hollow the other day, and there's so many. I can't, like, I just, oh, Johnny Depp has just, he just pissed all over everything. I am am still willing to watch Sleepy Hollow and Sweeney Todd. Maybe I just need to fast forward until I get to my walk-in. I love the aesthetic of Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd. There are things I really like, like, I love the, okay, this is weird. I love the sound that the bodies make when they fall through the floor yep. in that Tim Burton Sweeney Todd. It is a great effect. The foley is, a great is great foley. there. But I, love I have so seen much. the stage production. <laughs> I've seen the Angela Lansbury Sweeney yeah. Todd 20 million times it's, because it was on PBS when I was a kid and I yes. videotaped it and I watched it and I know every single note of it. Yep. So when a verse is missing for a song or when they say, or when Johnny Depp does not have the vocal range of, say, George Hearn. Yes. It it pokes me. It's like getting poked in the leg and reminded this is this is close but not good enough. I, I, <laughs> but, oh my god! I agree. But Helena Bonham Carter's entire range of costumes in that movie. Oh, the library where the uh, judge where the judge. Oh. oh my god! I need that room. Yes. <laughs> As our studio audience just giggles at us. Yes. 
Um, I'm going to bring up a couple of um, not horror, uh, kind of in the comedy note, but just our fucking favorites of mine. Um, Cold Comfort Farm. <gasps> Oh, I saw something nasty in the, the woodshed. woodshed. I love that. But lady, so did it see you? Didn't we go see it in the theater together? <laughs> we did. We went to yes. see something else and it was sold out or we got there. Oversexed. And we're like, oh, let's go see what this cold comfort farm movie yes. is about. And Oversexed it was like, men oh. in the country are always called Rufus and <laughs> yes. Rupert Farm Boys. boys yes. Um, and Harold and Maude, which uh, pretty much, um, you know, I mean, I was, I was the new wave girl, like wearing, yeah. yep. you know, my plaid floor length skirts with my granny boots and my do you wear anything other than black and this and this and this and loving my horror movies and like when I found Harold and Maude um like the the moment the the I found it at this the local video store and and I'm watching it and I guess I just I really didn't know at all because it's pre-internet. Right. Um, pre, you know, um, well, I, the, the baby bits of the internet had started at that point, but I certainly didn't have access to it. Um, but it has it has him uh, acting out, killing himself multiple times. And the scene where his mom walks into his room and there's just blood everywhere. And it zooms in on his face and he just sticks out his tongue and just goes, ah! <laughs> yes and, she's and his just, mother's and she's just, just talking walking through like and she's like whatever and i was just like they made this they made this for me this is my movie and oh yeah i, I used I, some clips in that i was teaching in class about um the representation of older characters in films and Maud is one of the most amazing older women characters yes. in films. Yes, she, she is. does a speech about her when he he says something about her umbrella, and she talks about how she was using that as a suffragette. And it's just one of the You're best right. she's speeches still living. in film. She's still living every single day. Yeah, and yeah, and she's nice an amazing character. Yes, I love that. Yeah, talking about movies that some goths love and that. Some of us had the reaction of, yes, that is the movie that was made for me. And you can make a face. I know you used to love it and you don't anymore. The Lost Boys. I just, I don't know why the story doesn't hold up for me. I love, but I, I love the look of it. I mean, I still. <laughs> oh, let's talk about some aesthetics, shall we? Yeah, I love oh, the, I, I love it too. I, and, 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 oh, the pretty boys. I own the movie novelization. Everywhere. I mean, and. I, I actually, one of the shirts that I just got was a Frog Brothers oh, nice. shirt in my horror box, which apparently doesn't exist anymore. I, right. I, uh, I will admit to having a Lost Boys poster hanging over my bed for many, many years. I still have my yeah. Lost Boys poster. It's not hung up right now. But I think I, I still have mine, too. But I still have it. <laughs> and if we're going to talk... The music's so good. The music is great. And if we're going to talk about movies that have a goth aesthetic and that goths love, and I wrote an entire Gothic Charm School article about this. The Crow? The Crow. Friends don't let friends dress like the crow. Let's just keep this in mind that it is true. It is not a casual everyday or every weekend go to the club look. If you're a true fan of the crow and you want to dress like Eric Draven for Halloween, that's fine. You do that. You own it. Do you remember when we went to see, was it you? Marilyn Marilyn Manson Manson. on the Antichrist Superstar tour. And there were like... 40 people dressed played, as the crow. We, we just played, kept watching them. We played Count the Crow. It was great. It was, it was, it <laughs> it was, was, it was amazing. Was tons of them. And wasn't, so many. Wasn't that the tour? No, it was, it was, uh, 
the the aliens tour the next mechanical time animals. mechanical animals where where uh hole opened for them yes and that was that was a thing it was a thing yeah it was it was a loud thing it's a noisy thing and we have seen some very <laughs> strange concerts but but the crow is such a tu- was such a touchdown of 90s goth culture even before the movie came out yeah i well, mean i remember when the comics started coming out yeah. and the the guy i was dating he was a complete comic nerd came home from the comic store with a signed first edition for me i'd never read it it had only just come out, but J.O. Yeah. Barr was doing a comic tour. Right, yeah. And so he's like, you might like this. And, and Well, The Crow is an he interesting was right. thing. He was right. The Crow is one of the few films that has a goth character that's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. As the main character. Yeah. And again, talk about great soundtracks. And great soundtrack. Looks very cool. Yep. Looks great projected on the wall of a club. I own it on <laughs> Blu-ray and I have not yet been able to bring myself to watch it. Because, A, I have such fond memories of watching it, and B, it was one of the guaranteed movies to make me sob. See, I have... I, I, will, uh, show it. I will show it this time. Okay. I have the Criterion Edition fancy Blu-ray of John Waters' Multiple Maniacs, and yet every time I watch that movie, I have to wa- I watch the videotape that came from the video store I worked at, Aww. just because it's so crappy, and that seems to go with the movie much better. Yeah. I understand this. <laughs> I understand this. <laughs> I know uh, there's a great version of it right here on Blu-ray, but no, it's but that's be not the VHS one. That, yeah, uh, I think I mentioned them earlier, but uh, going on at Henson End, we've got Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, and I I don't know how. I think it's because Henson was so willing to frighten children. Yes. Um, and 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 we see beautiful, sweet things, and we understand that they can be really frightening. Yes. See, I am not a fan of either of those films, mm-hmm. but I think they're beautiful. Yeah. They are so beautiful to look at. And there's, why are you looking at me like that? David Bowie as the Goblin King. How can you not? I'm an Iggy Pop girl. It's not like we're even related. Whatever. <laughs> hey, we made a deal. You get <laughs> Bowie. Wait, I don't really want Iggy. I just want Kurt Wilde. <laughs> um... Other movies, uh, I love Dark City. Yes, and that was that was another movie. Oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful Rupert, movie. Uh, Rupert Sewell, who we know from Cold, Cold Comfort, Comfort Farm. Farm. Yes, uh, Snow White: A Tale of Terror. Yes, uh, Company of Wolves. <gasps> oh my god, yes. I've forgotten I, about that. That's I had not that even on my list. I it's had got that Daniel on my list. In it. Yes, it for does. the briefest of moments. Naked, <laughs> naked. Yeah, <laughs> she looks just like that painting of what is it? Truth coming out of the well, well to shame mankind. mankind. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that painting is recreated, except with Daniela Dax, and, and it's weird. And it, Angela Carter, you know, it Angela is. Carter short stories. And I don't feel like the movie really follows the Angela Carter story, but it so perfectly captures what the well, story she wrote, is like. She wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it perfectly just kind of works with it. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Uh, I have... Um... Kind of not quite as good, um, but kind of give that goth sense. Um, Donnie Darko and I love Thirteen Ghosts. I have never seen Donnie Darko. I don't know I if can't, I want to. I haven't watched it, and I, I hated it. I hated every moment I, I of think, it. I think the reason and why I like that, <laughs> it's that goth aesthetic is he feels like such an outsider, right? And and he does seem dark. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, 
And and lastly, like not goth at all, but uh, Dead Poets Society. Another Always. one I never saw. Well, if we're talking about not goth at all, then I have to throw Velvet Goldmine into the mix. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. Let yeah, let's just let's just assume we throw Velvet Goldmine into the mix at any at any any, time. any event that I am at. <laughs> at any time, any time we are talking about movies. Yes. Um, another movie I saw that kind of captures that aesthetic is called Worried About the Boy. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. It's about Boy George. It's about. His no. wife living with Steve Strange and the New Romantics in a squat. Yeah, uh, it's about his heroin addiction, but it's but that is. Oh wait, no, secondary. I've seen the trailer, but I haven't. But the the part about the drug addiction is secondary to the part about a good-looking young actor wearing a bunch of Vivian Westwood clothes and making out with other very attractive young actors. All right, <laughs> in the Blitz Club. There's a scene where the kid they're coming out of the Blitz Club, and I know it because of the photo that I saw. Of the real oh. Blitz kids. It's... Alrighty then. It's, yeah, okay. I put it on as a joke at work. I'm like, oh, look, the Boy George biopic. And it's his birthday. Let's play it. And I have to buy a copy of it now. I'm sorry. It's, I stared off into space and was lost there for a few minutes envisioning this. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's... Oh, it's, I'm even just Googling, like, the pictures. Yeah. Perfection. If it you, is. It's beautiful. If you... A horror movie that kind of has a goth aesthetic. Um, Nomads. I did not like that. I did I, not like that, but I did watch it many times because Adamant is in it. it yes, Adamant and as, as a young girl. What's, yes, what's, <laughs> it's it's so weird. I am I am really um, bad accents and bad singing are very very difficult for me to watch. And uh, uh, Bronson, uh, uh, no, um, what's no. his name? No, I think it was Bronson. And but his his Here's French. Bronson. Brosnan. Brosnan. Yes. Brosnan. I, I, I knew I was not quite saying it properly, but his French accent is just makes me want to stab my ears out. I have a tin ear for that sort of thing, so it yeah, doesn't it doesn't I, hit me at all. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it utterly took me out of the movie. Where I've, I mean, I've heard really interesting things about the movie as a whole, and it's it's so funny that little things like that will just like I'm like, oh, no, I, I get it. That's okay. There's little things that do that to me too. Yeah. So, um, do you have any more movies that you were thinking uh, about bringing Things up? that were on the list were Interview with the Vampire. Yes. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. The Crimson Peak, The Hunger, The Craft. Oh, and Queen of the Damned. And Queen of the Very Damned. Very goth character. Everyone hates it but me. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, we, we talked about this in the last podcast when we were talking about right. rock and roll and horror, where I... I don't Two hate it. Two out of three goths on this sofa like Queen of the Dams. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it either. I just... That's not the stat. No, it isn't. It's I ranted about this at length. Movie that, <laughs> but you still it's watch it. You still... Movie. it. There are parts of it that are really pretty. Yes. Yeah. It is a silly and vampire movie. And I watched movie. it once and I, I hold a grudge against the guy I was dating who suggested it. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. She She gets really... Yeah, opinionated about oh, being man. made to watch if movies a, she doesn't like. If I had a grudge about being made to watch terrible movies, I would be alone forever. <laughs> I still hold a grudge against the boy who took me to arachnophobia on the first date. Monty made me watch something called Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Okay, so this is guy who dresses up like a cat, and he plays a character called Cool Cat. And Cool Cat is... Saves ter- the kids? He saves the kids. They're supposed to be, I think they're films that are made for children to keep them away from guns. He has a gun safety segment in it. 
It's not. It's, it's made for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. As more of it an educational. Is one of the worst. Well, it educated me into something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's that, the worst. My, Let's my, just say my it's experience the like that was um, uh, Jim showing me Witch's Night Out with. Um, Witch's Night Out. It's an old. Uh, I showed it for oh, Halloween. Yeah. Where it's, uh, it's um, voiced by. Uh, Gene Wilder Phyllis and... No, 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 no. Gene Wilder and, um... The, the, she passed Is it cancer. a cartoon? It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, yeah. Phil didn't... No, no Gilda... Gilda Radner voices the witch. And, and they literally... I have never heard of this. Like, all of the characters are literally, like, outline drawings, and they're all one color. And their mouths like, occasionally move. Oh! And, and it's... But it's, anyway... Yeah. It's, it's very much, um... She... She... They, they make a wish, and she loves Halloween, and she wants everybody to sell Halloween. And, and, and all of the characters are just, like, um, emotion names. Yeah. Like, you know. It was bad. But it was bad. Yeah. And, Jim, and, and the thing is, though, but I, like, saw, I saw, I, I saw through his eyes. It was, a, it's a childhood nostalgia thing, so. Right, I understand, I understand. But it was appalling. <laughs> It was it was horrible. Well, but my friend is regularly I, on podcasts about terrible movies, right? So therefore, he watches them, and sometimes I get trapped in the room. Yeah, no, actually, I made Jim cry because he said he all he had was this terrible uh, ripped from VHS copy. So it was like a copy of a copy of a copy, and it was terrible. And he's like, it just doesn't exist. And I found like an almost HD quality DVD for him. And like, you have I these handed skills. it. Why, I do. why does that I, exist? I know. And but that's I know. Awesome. Why does it need to have that good of quality? But like, I handed it to him, and literally tears welled up in his eyes. He was so happy. Oh, yeah. So let's cover the books. The books, because I mean, just going on the horror genre mm-hmm. with goth characters in books. Right. There is, of course, Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright, now yeah. Billy oh, Martin. Um, also, the book that comes after that, but is not a sequel. Her their second novel. Um, Drawing Blood. Okay. Uh, there's Caitlin Kiernan's first novel, Silk, which has a goth band and also has, like, spider, vengeful spider spirits, so I don't read it that often. Um, a lot of Caitlin's short fiction also focuses on disaffected teen outsiders and goths, um, including one of her short stories uh, called Superheroes that's about very disaffected goth boys trying to go see... Uh, the director's cut of Rocky Horror Picture Show and <laughs> trying to find out the truth of a particular like urban legend person who they know really exists. And you just have to send email to this one email address. And so they're asking about it on the Usenet group, Alt Gothic. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> you can there we are. Um, Personal Darkness by Tanith Lee from the Blood Opera trilogy that has some goth side characters. Again, a lot of her modern day short fiction featured goths, okay. especially goths who really wanted to be vampires or were tricking other people into believing they were vampires. Why are you giving me that look? Stop it. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine why you would be drawn to those stories. Shush, at all. shush. We are, we are not discussing my vampire kink. Um, so there's sunglasses. We don't really need to. I know. There's sunglasses after dark by Nancy Collins, which again, punk rock goth vampires. 
There is Still Life by Michael Montour. Michael Montour. Yes, which was a book I gave a really glowing review to on Gothic Charm School because yeah. it was, again, one of those... I did really like that book. It was it's really, really well, enjoyed it. Really it's well, really good. a good look at, at goth culture. It's a great, subtle vampire story. I, of course, because it was set in Seattle, was able to be like, I know which club you're at. Yeah. I yeah, know which too. cemetery you're at. Yeah, I've been to that cemetery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's... Uh, Voice of the Blood, which is another uh, late 90s, early 2000s vampire novel written by Jemiah Jefferson, who's down in Portland. Uh, there's a t- independent, independently, I think, self-published vampire novel called In the Blood by Miranda Luna. And I bought it at an, at one of the vampire balls. Yeah. And because I was just like, sure, this looks entertaining. And there are parts of it that are weak and you can immediately trace her stylistic influences, but there, but the book as a whole is set in this kind of idealized dream version of a goth scene that is nominally set in San Francisco, but that all of us in different cities knew had to exist in a different town. Yeah. You know, oh, though, oh, I know that goth scene. Yeah, yeah those yeah. of us in Seattle were convinced it was down in San Francisco. People in San Francisco were convinced it was in. New Orleans, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just had that. And there's a there's a description where she's at the lead characters at a club scene at at House of Usher, and it's just like, oh, oh, I read about this in Propaganda. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> there's Delight at the End by Skip Inspector, which mm-hmm. has a a punk rock girl who and a punk rock guy, and the girl is vampire obsessed and and falls for the wrong type of vampire, and it goes very badly. Um, there's Gothique by Kyle Marifin, which is another independent press book where the, the main thrust of the plot is these elder vampires come to Chicago and decide that setting up a massive goth themed entertainment multiplex, you know, it's a goth club taken to the next level because goth is popular at that time, and this will be a very good way for them to get new minions and lure food to them. Yeah. And it's great. There are whole, again, there are parts where it, it kind of drags, and you're like, you didn't need that third plot line, okay? But all the scenes describing the goths and the goth kids and the scenes in the goth club are just amazing. Oh, good. And then, of course, not in the horror genre, but a, a series of young adult books, which have one of the most, or have a couple of the most sympathetic goth characters, and they are complete cotton candy, YA, super sweet fluff with a supernatural bent, are the Vampire Kisses series by Ellen Schreiber. Mm -hmm. When when the small child hits her teen years, I will probably hand them over to her, because it's about a goth, the only goth girl in her small town, Raven, and this new boy (laughs) moves into town in the old abandoned mansion... And, oh my god, what if he's a vampire? No one sees him during the day. No. It's so cute. Oh, those sound adorable. They're so cute. I just, I love them to bits. <laughs> All right. Well, there is our exploration of uh, goth characters in movies and uh, the fun of seeing uh, the goth aesthetic in, in movies and what we and, love. And the occasional face palming of seeing the goth aesthetic in movies. Yeah. Done, done there's poorly. a lot of, oh. there's a lot of poorly done goth aesthetic in movies <laughs> where you're like, Oh, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That... Oh, we've been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll feel yeah. differently about that after you're past 22. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, there we are. 
(laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we will see you again in two weeks. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at drtlpodcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don'treadthelatin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>